Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com/upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row, dreaming of something better? Well, hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Since 2013, Bombus has donated over 100 million socks, underwear and t-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombus donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombus.com/acast and use code acast for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombus.com/acast code acast. Wrestle, 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 hard, hard, wrestle. And welcome back to Mindset Monday. Gene and Jeff Snetty, the founders of Wrestling Mindset, here with another great op- opportunity to uh, just talk about wrestling. Final X, Final X, awesome. We were out there, first event in a little bit that we got to be in person. We were supposed to be out in Virginia Beach. Our team was out there at the National Duels. We had um, three of our mindset coaches in Virginia Beach. We got to go out to New York City, not too far from home. So it's yeah, good nice. to it's good to watch some high level wrestling close to home. It was great, Ben, and support beating the streets. Shout out to Ben Ryder and all the guys over there who are just doing great things, helping inner city youth. And I mean, you could just see the kids who are they coming up through the ranks, growing up. They're giving great speeches back, and now those people are giving back to the community, and they got their start with Beat the Streets. So it's a tremendous event and awesome wrestling. Jordan Burrow still the goat. It's crazy. 11, 11 world teams. It's tough to fathom. Yeah. It's just like he he's not going away. He ref, he refuses to lose and that's that's one of the things I guess we could go right into it. I think of Jordan Burrows. I was just I was talking to one of our wrestlers that works with us at Wrestling Minds and I said one of the things you see from you know not just Burrows but Jordan Burrows, Kyle Dake, um, David Taylor, Yanni in that in that match one They refuse to lose, refuse to lose, which if you if you put that as a positive, it's just they have the will to win. Right. They have the will to win. It's funny. When we were at J.P. Stevens. We got to give a shout out to Joe Nisavacci, just named head coach of Middlesex County College, state champ for J.P. Stevens. We were there. We had a shirt that said refuse to lose on it. And then with the S for Stevens and, and you know, for Superman. So it was pretty cool. But um, yeah, Yanni, refuse, let's go. Let's start with Yanni. Let's start with Yanni. That match one. He's down by a point, or he, he was losing in criteria. He just went, ah, King, King Kong style. Lifted the guy up in the air and just, and just pulled him out of bounds. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, hats off to Evan Henderson for being game this whole, you know, the last few tournaments in that match. All but beat him there, but he just, he had that will to win. You know, I, I don't know how much time was left, eight seconds, 10 seconds, 12 seconds, but 
that's when you talk about heart, when you talk about the will to win, you know, when you talk about having a strong mindset, it's just, I'm, I'm going to score, I'm going to score points here, you know, and it doesn't mean every single time you're going to do it, but the effort, you know, when you think about hundred percent effort, we talk about effort and attitude. Can't say it enough times. I tell my kids effort and attitude. You can say it a million times and it'll never get old. And, um, it's just full effort. You know, he put in a ton of effort. And you know how, how hard that is. Anyone who's wrestles knows how difficult it is to do what he did to Hulk somebody like that and to basically place him out of bounds for the for the winning point in that match. And he said it really stems with questions from his dad, from uh, from conversations with his dad. It's, it's funny because now I know detouring a little bit, but it's basic. We'll get to the point with his dad. But just how basic some of these things the wrestlers said in their interviews. Like you think these ultra high level performers are above very basic tips. They're not. It's like, listen to all of them. I mean, it was crazy. So Yanni said, basically, his dad just told him that, that you know, the best guys, they get a takedown when they need it. It's like, okay, now how the heck are you going to do that? They, they just get a takedown. You can't just will yourself. You have to actually get the takedown against a good guy. So back to your point that all it really means is refusing to quit. And I'm going to really believe in myself and really go after scoring at the end. And that's exactly what Yanni did at the end. So, it's, you know, but it's basic advice. Yep. Yep. I know it's simple, but not always easy to implement because things are always changing, which we'll touch on too. The other thing I had for, with Yanni was, um, he talked about, you know, being psyched, wanting to tech his opponent, which he's like, you know, at that level, it's, you can't just go out there and just break people in half, right? They're, everyone else is, the guy's got a pulse. They're trying to win too. They're really, really good. He said, you don't get a tech. I think the quote was, you don't tech him by thinking about teching him. You tech the person by winning the position, scoring the next point. And he said that was the main difference between match one and match two. Match two, he gave up some points also early, right? I think it was four, four or five or six, four at some point. But it was it wasn't I need the tech. It was win the position, score the next point, win the position, score the next point. And then when that's happened enough times, you, you win by you win by tech fall. Right. But one at a time. Funny thing, him saying that because the first match, he wasn't really very aggressive. It looked like he was actually giving a lot of respect to Henderson. You can understand why. I mean, anyone who's watching understands why anyone would wrestle a little bit cautious against him. But he certainly wasn't wrestling to tech him that match unless he was trying to maybe positionally tech him, like get him in a certain situation, then roll him up a few times. But I mean, as far as the, the press and the action, it looked better the second time around, right? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And then the other thing I had that he said, good, he said, the time is now, right? He's on the world team. You know, he's heard a lot. You know, he's the young guy pretty soon, pretty soon. It's like, now is the time. And that goes for, really, that goes for anyone. If you're in eighth grade and you're going into your freshman year of high school, now is the time, right? You're not going to, you don't have to wait until you're senior to achieve your goal, whether it's winning the states, winning the districts, winning the regions. You're a, um, a high school senior, going to be a freshman next year, a true freshman. The time is now. Right. Don't wait until you're a senior to become an All-American, to be a national champ. You have to have the attitude that I'm, I'm going to do it this year. Maybe you do it, maybe you don't. But that attitude is what's going to help you get there, whether it's now or later. Now is the time. That's for your parent or coach. Don't overemphasize. Like, I get it. Sometimes people will say it. But I felt like, so we're going to be doing a series soon on things that um, great, great pieces or great statements or bad statements that our parents never said to us growing up and, you know, raising champions Oh, in, in the sense of all three of us wrestled in college, that kind of thing, you know, certain level of success in New Jersey. But uh, um, where was I going with that? I guess that, that th certain things that did that were crippling, the dad said, 
His dad harped on age a lot for me. He's like, oh, this kid, I remember him saying, oh, like, this kid's older, this kid's a senior. And he didn't mean anything by that. But this would be one of the examples of the bad things parents say, or maybe our, our, our dad, <laughs> not to throw him under, <laughs> not trying to bash him here, but it's just, I mean, it's what it is. He talked about age a lot. Don't get caught up in that. You're the, you're the same weight. Go out there, wrestle. You could beat him now. Just who cares. You're the same weight. That's right. While Ron Yanni had another note, he talked about deliberate practice, right? He talked about the, um, the thing that separates him now from last year, two years ago, he said there's very little times he goes into a workout without a very specific plan. And that's, that's really what it takes at the highest level, right? Because all those guys are clearly working hard. They have at least a pretty good lifestyle. Um, it's what are you doing when you're in there, right? You're practicing a lot. You're working hard during the workout, but then it's really that deliberate practice that is going to get you better. You know, how do I improve during this lift? How do I improve during this workout? He said he, he noticed that at the international level, he was the outlier not doing all those little things right. So there was a whole nother level of not just making good decisions, but being extremely deliberate, very planned, uh, you know, just having that having that edge. And that's what we're talking about all the time with wrestling mindset that, you know, if, if you're not if, if you're not planning, fail to plan, plan to fail. And that's our, I go back to thinking about our action plan, just how detailed and specific it is with our strength training, flexibility, rest recovery, technique, mental, nutrition, uh, plyometrics, uh, tendon strength. It's very, it's very robust. And most people aren't even looking at even two of those or, or even three of those dimensions. We're covering like seven or eight of them. So that's clearly what the best are doing. That's why you have an edge when you're working with a mindset coach. And even when you think about like strength training, which sounds so basic for wrestling, right? You got to get stronger to be a good wrestler. You think about any specific exercise you do, it's like, well, why am I doing this exercise? How is this going to help me? I think of like a shrug. I'm not saying never a wrestler should never shrug, but I, I don't know. How is a shrug going to help me in wrestling, right? There's things that I could be doing more deliberate. Maybe it's not gonna, I'm not going to have nice traps like some of my friends may have, right? But I'm going to do something. Maybe it's the band work that's more important, right? To protect your shoulders, protect your knees. You know, take it from a guy who's had two knee surgeries in two years. You start to think about those little things. If you're not healthy, um, you're not competing. Or you're not competing very well. Right. And if all you have to do is you just that you're you're doing your core lifts, right? Your bench, shoulder press, bent over row, squat, deadlift. If you're coming in here. First of all, you're doing a deadlift. You're gonna get you're gonna get a little bit of trap work. If you come up slightly in that deadlift, if you come up slightly in that bent over rows, you'll hit some traps. You'll feel it. I always do. Yes, you'll get that too. All right, you said you mentioned Yanni about talking to his dad. That's something that I noticed in the interview too. What were you going to say about that? Yeah, just the Yanni's dad said, you know, that he's, you need to be able to get a takedown when you need it. He's like all the best guys. Look at Burroughs, look at Dake, look at Taylor. When they need a takedown, they could get one. And he's like, so you got to be able to do that. And like I said, it's like it's all right. Well, how the heck do you do that? It's you could say that easily to someone. You have to have the technique, and you have to. And the guys remember the guys probably playing defense at this moment too. So basically what it comes down to is just having that attitude, like I'm going to score. Because that's really all you could control. I mean, of course, your technique too, but just having that attitude, like not counting yourself out. Gable Steveson getting two takedowns at the end of the match against a multiple-time Olympic champ in the Olympics. So there it is. The will to win. Refuse to lose. Find ways. All right, so let's thing. go. Taylor, David Taylor, where his, his wife's saying, look at like, you know, you're, you're losing time with your family. If you're going to do this, I want you to win. And obviously she understands that. Yeah, I don't know um, Mrs. Taylor, but, you know, I, but I know coming from a great wrestling family, she's a Kennedy, James Kennedy, right? Yep, Jim. Yeah, Jimmy. Yep. And so basically there, 
you know, knowing, knowing that you're, you're going to you're, you're actually trying to win. You you know, don't just get in other words, don't just go through it half hearted because now yeah. you're some time with your family. Jordan Burroughs has four kids, four kids. And he's thinking in between rounds, basic things. Where am I going to be this summer if I lose this match? But he's overly focused on it. But, you know, he's just thinking like my summer is going to look a lot different if I lose. So yeah, that's a very basic thing that doesn't it's not like some brainiac. um I'm not questioning his brains. He's got up unbelievable ma match brains, but it's, you know, it's basic. It's basic. And Taylor's wife saying, you know, you, I want you to win. It's like, it's basic. He had that. He said he had that Rocky moment. I had for him too, for his interview, go back, listen to how many times he talks about, he says gratitude or grateful. You know, he's grateful for the opportunities, grateful for the fans, the M2, the, the Taylor gang, right? He's, he loves it. You could see it after his match. He's he's out there. He's he's giving high fives, hugging all of, all the fans, and it's like this this guy loves it. He loves the experience. And and he's when he's celebrating, it's not in a I'm trying to put down my opponent, right? It's a I genuinely would rather be nowhere else than right here. You know, you could see that for a guy like David Taylor, and it's like that's why a guy as good as he is, he keeps getting better, right? Every time you see him, he's got something something different. You know, it continues to grow even after. I don't know how many years it is since since college, but it's got to be close to 10, right? About 10 years. Yeah, that's a really good point that you made there, too. It's been a while. But that's a really good point that you made there, that he's not – he's really not – it's one thing, like, people are – they're planning their touchdown celebration, basically. Like, this is what I'm going to do once I win. I don't, I don't see that with Taylor at all. It's like it just is a genuine I love this. He's not doing it to get photographed, to be on Flow Wrestling. I mean, it could be. I don't think so. I think it's just he really does enjoy it, and he's and he's having fun. So – if that's your personality, go with it. Yep. Yeah. The other thing I had with Taylor is he talked about just he has the guy on threat the whole match. In other words, he's threatening the guy the whole match. And that's something that's like that's what you noticed from the first time I saw him. It's like he's constantly threatening to score offensively and defensively. Right. It's like top and bottom. You know, you're wrestling David Taylor. Six minutes, he's going to try to score. It sounds, again, so basic and so simple. But how many wrestlers are actually, especially when you get to a, le a higher level, it is difficult to score. You're not going to score every second, but you know they're they're kind of wrestling in in bursts. And David Taylor is just he's constantly threatening his opponent, and that's a, that's a tough guy to wrestle. Right. You, you wonder why he gets he gets a guy like Yazdani tired, who is I mean before he wrestled Taylor, he was known as a cardio guy, and then he became more of an, an anaerobic guy once he started wrestling David Taylor because of his you know because of his pace. So. Um, all right, Dake. Dake, I got as the, the next one. So the, the thing that first stood out, they asked, you know, you've, you've been in the game for a really long time, world championships, Olympic medalist. You know, how do you continue to get better? You know, what, what can you do to continue to get better, being that he's, he's a veteran? You know, he's a seasoned veteran at this point. He said, the quote is, you can always enhance the mental game. You can always en enhance your mental game. And you can always enhance your emotional game. And he talked about how, Every time, every, every time you climb the mountain, it's different, right? So if you think about maybe the first time you're trying to win a world championship or a national championship or a state championship or a district championship, whatever it is, you're climbing that mountain. Can I do it? Will I do it? And then you think of the next year, once you do it, now you're thinking, a lot of times you're thinking about, can I repeat, right? And then even if that's not the case and it's, things are different, maybe last year I was very healthy. This year I tweaked my ankle. You know, I tweaked my wrist. You know, this is dinged up. My knee's hurting a little bit. Things are always different. The parameters are changing. They're, you know, these are 
young men now, they're having kids. Right? I think Dake has, I think, I think you said three kids now, right? Burroughs has four, Taylor has two. So it's like, you know, every year you have a kid, that, that mountain climb is going to be different, right? Take it from someone who's got four here, you have three, three and counting. And, um, you know, it, it's different. Every time something changed in your life, especially something major, you get married, um, it, like injuries, kids, it's going to be a different climb. And so your mental game, your emotional game is, is going to be different. So it has to be addressed. That's really what I'm getting at there. Right. And this is one, this is one of the most egregious mistakes we see parents make, taking their kid off the mindset program. Well, they'll be involved for a while, and then maybe they'll go from, I guess I think a lot of times from high school to college, because, oh, you know, the chances are they had their best season yet in, in high school. Even if they didn't win it, they were, they were at their best. They were also the oldest, too. But now they go into college, and it's like, well, we'll take them off the program. So that's a totally different mindset when you're a senior in high school versus a freshman in college. Tremendously different environment now, uh, academically and athletically, and maybe even most importantly, socially. Because that's what breaks a lot of the kids. And then the other situation where you see people drop off the mindset program is right after they're done competing, whether it's maybe a high school who's not wrestling in college or a college wrestler who is now done with their athletic career. That's a huge adjustment. That's a huge. And talk about what Kyle Dake said there. He's always good for a mental quote. And, and, he's, and he's right that it, we've heard this from him for a, for a long time talking about this. You're, you're, the, the mindset now changes completely. And what do you think? Like when these guys are done with their career, Burroughs, Dake, Taylor, their mindset is going to be ultra important now because now it's how do I function and in, in, as a civilian, basically. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like, you know, your, your identity is it's there, obviously, but you're not competing. So it's a, you know, it's got to be something more. What is the purpose? What does it all mean? And, and are you going to apply those lessons from wrestling to now whatever your new endeavor is? You can't take that for granted. Not everyone does. Not at all. And then he's always good for uh, uh, taking care of your, yourself. He talks about taking care of yourself. And you have to. You think about, again, Burroughs, Taylor, Helen Maroulis. They've been at it for so long. You know, it's like, it's, it's awesome. You know, it's awesome to be able to watch. You know, it's in New York City. You know, it's, it's the closest big city to us. And you get to see some of your favorite wrestlers. Helen Maroulis, I'd have to say, my favorite women's wrestler of all time. You got guys like Burroughs, Taylor, Dake. You know, again, some of my all-time favorites. And, you know, they're, they're, they're still wrestling. They're still at it. So it's number one, they, you know, they have a good mindset, right? Otherwise you would just, you'd quit the sport. You know, you, once the mental is gone, the physical is shot. We all know that. And then they have to have the ability to take care of their bodies because all of them have been through a ton, right? Burroughs with his knee and his ankle and Dake with his ankle. And I forgot what else. Helen Marulis with all the concussions. It's like they need to, they had to have become masters of taking care of their bodies right? Listening to their bodies. And um, Dake's quote was really good. He said, he, tell, he tells the younger wrestlers, you, you're going to take time off. It's either going to be on your term, your terms, or on the injuries terms. So you have to be smart about it. If you plan on competing for a long time, you know, you have to be disciplined in terms of your rest and recovery as well. A quick break from today's podcast. Wrestling season is here. Wrestling Mindset is the number one wrestling specific program anywhere in the world. This season, make sure to work with a wrestling mindset coach to get the mental edge so that you can build confidence, stay motivated, and bring out your best when it means the most. Wrestling Mindset works with hundreds of wrestlers and teams each year. We have a special offer this season for our podcast listeners. Go to our website at wrestlingmindset.com, click on the free trial session, type your name and information, 
In the last section, you'll see additional information. Type in podcast discount. Wrestlers will receive an $100 discount and teams will have a $200 discount for any team program. Again, go to wrestlingmindset.com. Click on the free trial session. Type in podcast discount under additional information. Wrestlers will receive a $100 discount in their first month and teams will receive a $200 discount in any team program. Get the mental edge today. Now back to our podcast. That was a great point. He said yep. that not, like you're either going to take the time off or injury is going to take that time off you. So that that's where you really want to be smart as a wrestler and, and knowing, you know, not, not breaking the speed limit too much. No, like working hard, but working smart. It's, it's a difficult balance, especially when laziness can always creep in, especially at the lower levels. I mean, it could happen anywhere, but um, again, why it's important to parse these things out uh, with the mindset coach. And while we're on favorite females, uh, favorite female wrestlers, Senator, <laughs> Um, Sarah Hildebrand, another one who's always good for mindset quote, she's very vocal about the importance of sports psychology and working with someone I believe in. And what did I like? Her song that came out, I don't care. And I, I got it immediately. I don't know how many people in the build, building got it. I got it. It's like, that's definitely, and we never spoke about this, but she probably had that song as she's going to let it fly. She's just going to rip it and rip it. And that's, and that's how she wrestles. She looks like she's having fun out there. And then she shushed the crowd after which I just got. It's like S.H. Sarah Hildebrand. That's probably why she's shushing the crowd. I like it. All right, <laughs> good. You're, you're reading into it. I like it. Um, and Amit, Amit, Valentin's, Valentin's girl. Yeah, no, it's awesome. We had the opportunity to meet her when we were shooting some of the Ask the Coach series with Valentin Kaliki. You guys probably see that on our, um, most notably on our Instagram. We posted on Facebook, LinkedIn as well. But Coach Valentin Kalika talks about um, pretty much a little of everything, a little bit of technique, a little bit of strategy, um, a little bit of a little mindset, too. And we've been posting those every Monday or every Wednesday morning on Instagram. You could find that. And so we met Amit through Valentine at the Edge Hoboken. And she looked she looks she looks like she's going to win it. If I'm a betting man, I'm, I'm, I'm betting on her at the World Championships this year. I was just going to say the same thing that Amit I'm not a betting man, but I would. Amit, awesome, okay. awesome woman, hard worker, very nice. We've met her. We've met her mom over with, with, with Valentine, and I think she's going to take it. To what yeah, a future really, really difficult to score, and I think last year, right, she didn't get scored on at the, the Junior World Championship, and this year she didn't give up a point um, at, at Final X. Really stingy, really stingy, good positioning, good footwork. Uh, gonna, definitely going to be fun to watch her, and she's only 18 years old. Yeah. Unbelievable. Awesome. So w women's wrestling is doing some big things. It's going to be exciting to watch them in Serbia as well. How about those throws in Greco? That was a lot more fun to watch than I thought. It is, it, it, not that yeah. you know that it's going to be good, but you see a couple really big throws. I mean, the guy basically hit a WWE move out there. Yeah, you see, you see some power bombs. It's not for the faint of heart, Gene. It's a, Jeff, it's not good for you, Greco. No, yeah. it's, good. It's, it's awesome. It takes guts. And we were talking when Matt Lindland was on our coaches clinic, our leadership clinic, maybe it was this year or the previous year, he was on two years in a row. And he talked about, you know, the, the aggressiveness that it takes, right? The high, the high risk involved in, in, in Greco-Roman wrestling. If you're a risk taker, he said, Greco is a sport for you. Better have some darn, darn good technique too. You could get hurt out there. Yeah. Yeah, I was just messing around with all that, of course. But yes, no, definitely. I mean, Greco, that was a big... A big regret for me in my wrestling career in high school that I didn't do at least some Greco. 
Because even now, if like if someone underhooked me right now, I'd be like backing away. And it's like that's, you know, this is the sport of wrestling. This isn't golf. Not to put down golfers, that's a very mental sport too. Worked with a lot of golfers, Villanova golf team, at Hillsdale College, Central Michigan. But the point is, it's wrestling. You got to be able to operate in a clinch. You should be able to throw someone. This is basic. One of the basic things in wrestling. And those guys are really, really good. And in fact, we're doing our, our wrestling cert- wrestling mindset coaches certification coming up. The day after Final X, the WCAP coach, the Army coach, he signed up. He's going to be there. Will you coaches out there? A great certification. When was it? August, September, October? Last yeah. September. The, the end of last September, we had over over 20, yeah, over 20, maybe over 30, cl- very close to 30 coaches got certified last September. And so we're doing it for this, the second year. This is the second, this is the second coaches clinic or c- certification. And we've had and we've had coaches that we said, look, you know, there were certain coaches for certain reasons. We're like, well, you know, we've worked with your team a lot. You don't have to get certified. They they couldn't resist it. They <laughs> they got certified anyway. So, so it's yeah. So for for the certification, you get two days of live certification with Gene, CEO of Wrestling Mindset, and then we also you're going to get all of the videos, all of the mindset videos where yours truly, his truly, <laughs> you truly. Are coaching the um, are teaching all the mindset lessons, and then so you're gonna get that right when you sign up, and um, yeah, by the time this comes out, <laughs> the discount is gonna be up a thousand dollars for the certification. Sorry guys, we couldn't get this one out in time, but it's but it's worth it. I mean, really, when you when you think about it, we're gonna be able to put this time in. It. One other thing we should mention: not only do we do the two chunks of time where I take you through the program. Consoles, yeah. we, we, we go we have the back and forth asking any questions you want and also an additional call before and after individually for the people who sign up for the certification with yours truly with, with <laughs> this guy yeah well this way I could, this, way I could, this way I could help you and, and really one of the big points of that is finding out exactly where you are at in your life and your coaching career and what you're looking to do and then if I could give you any kind of advice there, of course, we'd love anyone to start working with us with Wrestling Mindset. We're always looking for good personnel. We're always hiring. So reach out to us. But sometimes that's not that's not your thing. And that's OK, too. If, I, if we could um, give some of our experience, some of my experience to help you in your professional career, we'd love to do it. That's why we do what we do. So, so I'm just going to reiterate, right when you sign up, you are going to get those video lessons that I talked about before. So you're going to get a lot of information right away, probably more than you're going to know what to do with. So right when you sign up, you're going to get all those videos and exercises. And then it's, when is it, June 29th and 30th is the actual certification. June 29th and 30th, live certification. It will be recorded for people who can't make it. And then the consultation with Gene before and after the certification. All right, so we got... So we t- we, it's funny, we, we talked about Burroughs, and I, f- I feel like we shifted right away to Yanni, but boy, I think we got to go back to Jordan Burroughs. Uh, first of all, listen to his interviews. He's, he's just a great ambassador for wrestling, a great ambassador now for the Pennsylvania Regional Training Center, right? We were, were alumni at, at the University of Pennsylvania. Um, he's, he's doing great things over there. And just listen to his interview. There's just so much wisdom, you know, and he's, he's present. He answers every question. He's, he's never short with the people that are asking him questions. Um, and you can tell, like, he's, he's, trying to, he's trying to give back in the interview. You know, he talks about his family, talks about his kids. His son, Beacon, was in the interview. Um, and I, what the first thing you hear about, he talks about his faith, right? His faith, it's like he's never been shy to talk about 
um, his his faith in God, and and it's something that clearly has helped sustain him through a long 11-year career, right? That that's number one. I'm sure he'll say. He talks about a support system, his coaches, his family, his ability to recover from injuries, right? He said he's they they said he's a freak when it comes to recovering from injuries. He's got a he's got a gift. He just recovers quickly. But again, it's like is is it just a freak thing or is it his faith? You know, his ability to rest and recover. He has a good coaching staff. He trusts the coaching staff. He trusts his doctors, right? Because that's another thing. It's one thing to, you know, if you wrestle before you get cleared or you get cleared, but you're still hesitant, um, you know, trusting our experts is, is important. Right. But I would just say, listen, listen to his interview. Go ahead. I just I think that's a good point because a lot of times people will say to it, but about athletically, he's just a freak in terms of explosiveness and power. Meanwhile, he's like one of the, I mean, there's a lot of people doing it. You see a lot of video footage of him training, doing plyometrics. And it's like, oh, he's just a freak. It's like, well, he does have natural ability, but he's also working it tremendously. And as far as his um, Wolverine healing powers, <laughs> I spoke about, right, but, yeah, right. which he did attribute as a gift from God. But like you said, trusting the people who are around him. I guarantee he has very good trainers. We know over at the University of Pennsylvania, they have great staff over there. Uh, my buddy Adam Rosen, who's a doctor in kinesiology, at working over at um, Nebraska, he was there. But, um, you know, he's listening to the people who are doing this, who are telling them. If they're giving him rehab and prehab, he's doing it. If they're telling him to, I'm sure, take the, I don't know exactly his protocol, but if they're telling him to take an ice bath, I'm sure he's in the ice bath. They tell him to take a day off, I'm sure he takes the day off. And when you think about it, like, how frequently do you take the advice of the experts that are <laughs> that are telling you what to do? No, no. And he's he's 33 years old. You know, he's a what seven-time world Olympic champ, and he still at it makes his 11th world team. He still listens to his coaches, right? And that's that's an important thing. It's like clearly he's more accomplished than anyone who coaches him, <laughs> right? It's like obviously, but he's still listening because he knows they have they have advice, right? There's there's wisdom. There's there's something to be learned from everyone, especially the coaches that you choose and you know to be coached by and you trust. Um, and he said in between rounds, you talked about before he was, he was battling, you know, what if I lose a third match? What am I going to do this summer? What, what am I going to tell my wife? What am I going to tell my kids? How am I going to stay positive? Right. But he said during that time, his coaches didn't leave him too much time to just kind of go down that negative path. Right. They were, they were talking to him and telling him basic things. You could do this. You were born for this. You're a match three wrestler. You have a lot in the tank. You know, you're going to let your toughness show. Nobody beat you in match three. They were, you know, they were telling him things that sound very simple, but they're important and that they're at the right time. And no one's above that. I don't care clearly if you're a seven-time world champ or if you're a, a rec wrestler, you know, those things are important. So it's like you have you have good coaches, you have good people around you, and you have to feed, you have to feed the mind. You have to feed it positively because even an eleven-time world team member has negative thoughts. Yeah, that's well put. Because it's true, it's true. And you, you know, that's a negative. It is a bad path. He was going down thinking about what's the summer going to look like and everything like that would be um, a topic that I would recommend athletes stay away from. Don't start thinking about all of that and playing that out. Like you said, his coaches just stayed on him with very basic positives and it really helped. I got a few more things on Burroughs because he is the goat. Um, he said he talked. He's clearly very, very clear on his goals. Right. He said, you know, he has his, his wrestling goals, obviously, but that's simple. You know, he's got he's got the clarity, his faith, his family and wrestling. Right. He talks about his faith. He talks about, you know, his goals to be a good husband, his goals to be a good father, um, you know, faith and family. Right. And then and then wrestling. So he's very, very clear on what he's trying to accomplish. He wants to be a good father. 
He wants to be a good wrestler. He wants to be a good husband. And then it's like you pour everything into that. So it's just he has the priorities, right? It's not like it's just you're living haphazardly and hoping things go well, right? Which you, I guess you wouldn't expect when somebody has that kind of level of success. But even being as good as he is, and clearly you have to be obsessed in wrestling to be that good, but not obsessed enough where it, it negatively is affecting him, uh, you know, for the most part. I'm sure it has at times, right? But in terms of faith, family, and then wrestling. And that's 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 a great that's a great role model for you know any wrestler watching. Very clear in his perspective on his priorities. And that is one of our big exercises we have with the wrestling mindset. One of our I feel our most important to actually list out your priorities and then how well you're living that in reality. And, you know, it's one thing to say it. It's another thing to write it down. And then it's another thing to actually live it. You know, Jordan Burroughs is living it. And he said, we, we need strong men out there. You know, and that's, that's an important thing. And, and that doesn't just mean strong men on the wrestling mat. He's talking about good, good fathers, good husbands. And it's, you know, again, listen to, listen to his interviews. There's a lot of wisdom. And then the last thing I, I noted, he said that, you know, when he's when he's working with the athletes at Beat the Streets, um, you know, it used to be like he, he would go there and he would talk about, te- you know, he'd show technique. You know, we've seen him show technique at different camps. And then he said, you know, he, he'd try to talk to him for a little bit and, you know, inspire them, talk about winning the gold medal. He said, but now he really gets to spend more time with him at Beat the Streets Philadelphia. And he said he feels it's a civic duty. It's it's his right. It's it's his duty to now use what he's been given, his gifts. He talked about this before. Be a good steward of your gifts to help them, and you don't hear that a lot now, right? He has a duty to help, you know, those around him. Every everything now is about rights. You know, I have rights for this, rights for that. Well, how about your duty, right? If if we looked at that a little bit more, I think this country would be in a much better place. Not to go down that route, but but no, but a little bit, but a little bit. I mean, we've heard quite, a, and one of the popes said this that. Uh, not the current one, but one of them said that we've heard quite enough about the rights of man. Let's hear something of the rights of God. And you look at Brandon Slay over at the University of Pennsylvania. That's a big thing that he always talks about there being a servant leader. And there it is. That's exactly what you're talking about. You know, Brandon, Brandon Slay is a man who talks a lot about his faith. And Burroughs is a man who talks a lot about his faith. And they're talking about serving. Yep. Your, your duty. Your yep. duty. You just don't hear that a lot. You hear rights all the time. Rarely do you hear the word duty. You have a duty to your family. You know, you have a duty to God, obviously. You have a duty to those around you to help all the people that you can. And that's um, that's a big deal, you know. And for him to say that after, you know, having such a clear mind to talk about that right after a tough three-match series. You know, he's bleeding. he's got blood dripping down his head. He's still sweating. His son is, is – he's holding his son. So he's thinking about his son, you know, during the interview. But he's still thinking about his duty for you know to help other people. And I'm gonna ask Jordan Burroughs. I mean, it could have been, yeah. And I mean, it could have been, it could have went the other way. I mean, it didn't seem like he was really threatened by Marstel. First of all, shout out to Chance to even be in the position he's in right now is just unbelievable. And what he had to do in the trials just to get to Burroughs and then to actually beat Burroughs. I mean, we were talking about this at Final X. There's only like seven or eight. There's like seven people we could think of basically in the last 11 years, maybe eight people that have beaten Burroughs even one match. It's crazy. Yeah. So like, to go to go out there and do that, it's like that's unbelievable. Now, where's his confidence level right now after taking a match from Burroughs? So it's a shout out to him and the work that he's put in, and obviously his coaches and everything. And that, All right, last one, Hayden, Hayden Zilmer. We got to bring him up. Yeah, that was awesome. I, I think I think I heard Christian Piles full wrestling talking about it that they wrestled twice before and he didn't score any points. So it's like that's six, twelve minutes. 
not scoring on the opponent. Then the first the first match you didn't score, that's 18 minutes. And then, and maybe I'm wrong, like one match, 12, 18 minutes. But then the, the second match, he doesn't score any points for the first period. And then he scores, you know, we, we saw he scored the last three points to win the first match. And then the second match, he's down 5-0. Five, 5-0, five, five and I think there was less than a minute. And, I, and then I, he gets a takedown. I was like, oh, man, it's a great takedown, but I think it's too little too late. Well, he didn't think so. <laughs> he did not think so. <laughs> and maybe and maybe you could even make the point that, well, here's the guy who's used to operating at a deficit. Because this guy gets his rear handed to him in practice all the time. Because it, Why? Because his workout partner is Gable Stevenson, who would do that to anyone. And that's who he's working, working out on a regular basis, which he, he said it. I didn't say it about it being like a game of cat and mouse with him being the mouse and just getting it handed to him every practice, which is like, where is Gable Stevenson and all this? It's like America should be calling him out. We want him wrestling. That's but right. yeah. now's the time for, for, for Zomer. And I mean, it was awesome. It, it just exciting. It's, it, and it seems like a simple guy in the sense of like, just a country boy. I, I saw the interview. I thought it was great. And like, he believes in himself. And he's a guy who, who progressed through the weights coming in at like whatever. However, 130. I've, he was 130 as a senior in high school. He just won the world team trials at heavyweight. <laughs> Against Wiz, who's number yes. one and awesome wrestler and two he's huge just a big just he's a big man. dude and he's a two-time world bronze medalist in his own right and i think he would have been a favorite to get on the podium again but um zilmer just he he took it to him he wrestled awesome and um you know it's you go into i think of the book um ed deutschlander gave us be the first believer really how many people thought hayden zilmer was going to make the team how many people i mean I, i'm sure there's some right it's you got it's got to be him it's he like did. a few coaches, his you know, parents, very, very few, very, very few people thought that he was going to be on the world team this year. Let's be honest, right? But it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if doesn't matter if I believe in him. It doesn't it doesn't matter if you know Joe Schmo believes in him. It doesn't matter if the best wrestlers believe in him. Be the first believer. And that's something that don't wait for permission to be great. Don't wait for, you know, flow wrestling, nothing against him, but don't wait for them to tell you that you're the next great wrestling star, you know, it's, it's, you want it to come from you first. Who does you know, I'm sure his coaches believed in him too, but all it takes is one. And who does that make you think about? Carter Storacci. Did you watch that interview? I did yeah. not. That, well, there, well, there it is. I mean, talk about in that interview. That was awesome. He, he basically said like, he wasn't impressed by the Burroughs Marsteller match. He's like, he think, he's like, I'm going to beat both of them. He's like, I'm going to beat all those guys. Like, and, and he wasn't saying it like cocky. He was just like, and he's like, you know, he's talking about Vincenzo Joseph. He's, like, he's my boy, so I don't want to say too much about him. He's like, but when it's on the mat, when I'm on the mat, he's like, you know, I just, he's like, I, I, this guy can beat those guys. And then he even corrected himself. He's like, I will beat those guys. But he said it and he meant it. He was dead serious about it. So watch that interview. He's going to be a force in the future, uh, just on attitude alone. Obviously, wrestling skill too. <laughs> wrestling skill, but you got to, you got to believe it. Be the first believer. Ed Deutschlander, good book to check out too. He seems like he really believes it. That's right. All right, I think we wrap up with that. Um, yeah, the coaches certification we have. That oh, how about the shoe deal? The shoes that are coming out. Did you hear about that? Um, Yanni, Yanni, and, Yanni and Dakes. Joe Descent is in the shoe business. That's right, our buddy. <laughs> Joe Descent, Mr. Thunderstruck, squat thrust himself burpees. And um, I saw Joe. I go into New York City a few times, and you see Joe on the the undercover and whatever the show that he has coming out. So this guy's dipping into everything. This is a, this is a, um, you know, Spartan, Co Spartan Combat's doing awesome. They got two new shoes coming out. Kyle, it's a special, it's a special leather 
that allows you to do more burpees. Usually if you do burpees, you start to tear the back of the shoe. It's a certain Italian, no, it's not, it's not. But I, but I can imagine those guys are gonna be doing a lot of burpees. Yeah, it's it's awesome. Coach Sam's doing great things. Spartan Combat. We joke around, but it's but it's true. He's doing great things. Um, yes. They should be sponsoring the show, and then we can put a discount code inside the um, inside the and, thing. And Joe, last when he was on our leadership show, he gave he gave a nice donation to beat the streets. If you remember, he had us. We had to do a thousand burpees. He matched it. If we do a thousand burpees, he he donate a thousand bucks. And he so did. Maybe he'll, maybe he'll do it again. You go. Maybe somebody t do a thousand burpees. Send them a video. And asking to send a thousand to beat the streets. You might donate. <laughs> That's right. You might do it. No, but um, yeah, no, great. Like I said, great, great stuff, Joe. Send also. He did say that anyone that wanted to bring a group to Spartan races, he loves to help wrestlers. And we had coaches take us up after that. Right. Take him up on that after our coaches convention. So let us know if you'd like to take your team to a Spartan race. Joe absolutely loves that. Appreciate all he's doing for the sport. So. Yeah. Final X, all the, all the best to our people going out to Serbia, our men, our women, our Greco, which fall under men, you get what I mean there? And um, yeah, coaches certification. Make sure you sign up. We'll throw a link in the show notes below. We'll see you soon. Whether it's sports, school, business, or life, mindset makes the difference. Take care. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.